0: I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone, and hello, loan officers. This is Todd and the great Jimmy Reed, the GOAT, and Robin Lavasser. She rounds us all out because she's really the smartest one. We're doing a podcast on more leads now, and we just brainstormed these things before, and I was like, hey, um, more leads now. Every business has choke points. The choke point in loan officering is leads. That's what it is right now. So how a choke point works, if you do it right, is that's all you worry about. That's all you work on. That's all you, if you consume something, say content outside of uh, your day-to-day, it's on lead generation. You're finding all kinds of people to, in, in our business, outside of our business on lead generation. So the question is, you're plopped in a town. You're plopped in Fort Worth, Texas, Orlando, Florida, LA. And they say, "You're a loan officer. How are you getting some more leads? Like that's that's a starting point, right? That's a fresh point. So, Robin, if that were to happen, whether you're experienced or inexperienced, how would you get more leads? You're, you're heading in like there's a nervousness around the industry right now because it's like, okay, rates are around eight percent now. They've gotten higher and higher, and the business has gotten worse and worse. That depending on which stat you pay attention to, our real estate sales." are about 20% below this time last year. However, there's still 4 million loans done a year, 4 million. So this is about how do you get 10 of them? How do you get five a month? How do you get 15 a month or whatever the number is? So Robin, in that context, what's one thing you're doing? I'm going to get more leads. I am gonna. I need to go out and get more referral sources. I need to get more leads. How am I going to do it? One thought. We'll just go around.
1: Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think one of the biggest thoughts is for to ensure that every person that you have an opportunity to actually meet. Um, and I'll give you an example. Uh, I was standing in church on yesterday and literally, uh, they said, you know, meet your neighbor. You know how they, the pastor stands up and says, Hey, take a minute. Welcome, greet people that are here. And I immediately was like, not just a hi. Good to see you. I literally was like, I'm Robin Lavasser, like handshake. We're going to, I'm going to grab hands. I'm going to squeeze it like their name. What do you do for a living? It's one of my very first things. Now I'm a church and I'm, I'm focused on Jesus in my world. So I'm going to love on that, but I'm going to take every opportunity that I can have to make sure that people know and that I make an impression in that moment. And it's little things like a firmer handshake, direct eye contact, great energy, someone understanding that I'm excited and energetic about. Not only who I am and what I do, but interested and energetic about who they are and what they do. And I don't, I just think that people think they have to have this perfect plan to get out there and potentially generate curiosity. And, and I'll leave with this before I hand Jimmy real quick, because the, the tactic of just being so present in your own life, but being representative of what you do for a living and passionate about it, people won't ignore that. They never will um, when you lean into it that way. The other thing is I and I say this all the time I think I've even said it on this podcast before but it goes to be said uh, I'm 45 so this year I got to have a colonoscopy very fun yeah. and I will tell you nobody at the end of the day asks a gastroenterologist to tell them all about what they got to see and learn that day nobody wants to talk about what a colonoscopy doctor got to see but if you say you're in lending or real estate everybody wants to talk about it everybody has curiosity everybody has context to it and I just think we don't give that credit. We wait for that, you know, specific I'm at the office is my phone going to ring, now can I talk to somebody. The truth is the world in general is constantly thinking about the biggest one of the biggest topics at all times and that is housing if you will in America. So why wouldn't we represent that as the person that they should call? All right, Jimmy,
2: Wow. I got some of the red dough. That was good. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh the the problem with the topic Todd is that it it may sound to someone like you can decide to do something today that's going to get you forty leads today. Then I guess that may be possible, but it's not really a one-time thing. Like getting a lot of leads is about showing up every day, right? So my message is is like, and it's really what Robin was saying in a different way. It's highly active and highly visible, right? So I say, I say, if you want to get a lot of leads really fast, you got to shine a light on what you're doing every day. Right. Right. You got to divide your time into lead generating activities and non. And right now, based on the number of the average number of closings at even my branch, I would say about 30 hours a week needs to be in lead generating activity, right? And so highly active, highly visible only works really well when you bring Robin's uh, ingredient, which was really about energy and a narrative. Like if you're a loan officer and you're going to go run into realtors and borrowers, and they ask you about rates, they're probably going to say rates are coming down next year, right? You're going to have to have your answers ready, like you got to have bullets yeah. in your gun, like, like it's like uh, I, I always, I always compare it to being a parent, right? My son's going out to parties in high school; he's going to be offered booze and drugs at some point, for sure, right? And if you don't, arm for him, sure. Maybe not for sure, but most likely. So, if you don't arm him with what to say, he's more likely going to do poor, make a poor choice and show up poorly, yes. right? So, you got to give him ammunition for his gun. Oh, my dad's a freak. He smells my breath every night. He does drug test me on Sunday. Oh, I'm getting a job in the next two weeks and they drug test. Um, you know, something that they can say that blames someone else and gets them off the hook that seems like it doesn't apply, but let me show you how it does. Someone comes to you and says, rents are going to go down next year, right? Here's what I see, or here's what yeah, here's what I see. I see a person who's gonna sit on their butt until next year. Both realtor and lender. I really do. Um, and so you gotta be ready at a leadership moment in that like that dialogue is happening 20 times a day for loan officers. It happened to me four times today. I'm like, Yes. No. They all lean in. What do you mean, no? No. How could you count on something? And if you're so sure, there's got to be a way to be a billionaire by the end if you're so sure, like shorting or whatever that movie was about. I don't really know. What I say is, no, rates are not going down.
1: A big whatever short. I, mean.
2: <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know, and neither do they. But they're like justifying their inactivity. The reason you don't have more leads is your inactivity and your lack of relationships. I called, I called 2020 high originators, like top earners in the nation. And I asked them all, do you know one person, one, that does a good business, closes loans, consumer direct? Do you know what bypasses builders and realtors, bypasses clients. Pass- what was the answer? None. No. Of nah. all of them, they knew one who used those platforms. And successfully got attraction to realtors who then referred them. Right? right and so, listen, it's a first time home buyer must move up market. The million and a half dollar houses, they're paying cash. They just are most. Now, of course, there's exceptions. Don't freak out and start texting me a bunch of stuff. But you had a client yesterday. <laughs> I get it. So, be highly active and highly visible in those markets and have low programs and solve problems. What kind of problems do first-time homebuyers have? Income problems, credit problems, and down payment problems. Talk about that stuff. Be an expert. And because, you know, the opportunity when they asked me, Todd and Robin, about rates going down next year was to be a leader, not a follower. And because I chose a leadership answer, they leaned in. That's what I think.
1: You know, Jimmy, Tom, can I tell you a story real quick? I was having lunch uh, on Friday with all of my loan officers. I do a monthly lunch and we're sitting there and we're telling stories. And one of the loan officers says, A few years ago, I was on a panel with Robin. And this is going to sound like a little uh, braggy story. And I don't mean for it to. These are his words, not mine. And he said, And I'm on this panel with Robin. And and there was five lenders total. And he said, Every single one of us, literally proceeded to tell people about products and i've got this and it's a room full of real estate agents and everyone there is quoting product everyone there is quoting you know what they can do their nuances as if a realtor is taking notes on a 580 score for this program specifically with this if they can do that and and literally goes and all of a sudden they get to robin and they call on her and robin flips the script immediately and starts asking the agents what they need and giving sales-based tools to all the agents. She basically says, yeah, the product's important, but pick one of us lenders and we'll tell you all about it. You don't need to play lender. You need to play realtor and, and let me help you build your business. And, and he goes, and as we all walked out of the building, Robin had a line waiting for her and all the rest of us just slowly exited post-conference. And he goes, and I learned at the best lesson right then. Now, he didn't come to work for me for a couple of years, but I think that one of the things that we get so hung up on is literally talking to realtors right now, like Jimmy said, not being prepared with how to respond, not having great role play and skill set around, hey, that realtor just challenged you with nobody wants to buy right now. Yep. And the average lender, hear me, and you're probably guilty of it because sometimes even we're guilty of it. Says, I know it's tough out there. Let's have a commiseration fest, right? Like let's let's sit here together and and complain. And what I would tell you is there is such an opposite effect when you can stop and go, Well, tell me what you do do. What have you done in the past, right? Let's talk about where your clients come from. Let's talk about how I can help you with that. Do you know how many realtors just simply don't dial out of their own cell phone? And talk to people about real estate every day that they know like and trust and that already know like and trust them. Yeah. You could sit and do that alongside them as a lender and create more leads. You can create your own, you know, mini uh networking group and create more leads. There is, there's, there's really endless, like you said, Todd, four million loans done across the United States of America. You need how many of them? To have a great business, you need how many of them? 60, 70 a year out of four million. If we're not good enough to create that, that's a problem.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I was thinking about this a little bit more literally. I watched a show. This was about three months ago. They took this guy who was a multi, multi-millionaire. He, they dropped him off in a city, like a small town of some kind. And he had, a, I think it was $100 in his pocket. And they said, you're so smart, show us how to make money. And the whole show followed this guy on how to get jiggy with it with a hundred bucks. And the first thing he did was he bought tires that people had discarded and resold them and made money, made like 500 bucks. Then he did something else. He, long story short, he ended up partnering with this guy in a bar, becoming his partner, making several thousand dollars a month doing that. Anyway, they just showed him, right? And his point was, you can make something out of nothing. That was the whole point of that show, okay? And he was doing it in a business sense. So if you drop me in a town, I don't care, pick a town, okay? He said, you got to be a loan officer, and you got to somehow find a way in three or four months to have five closings a month. What I would do is I would, first of all, get a list of like... In the town I'm in, there's about six, 7,000 realtors. I would take the list, and we all know these programs exist where you can take, take the top 200 buyer's agents. And I would, call, I would literally contact 100 per day, every single day. And I would get two or three appointments every single day. And what I'd think about before I call them all, I'd think, what do they want? Yeah. Like, what, what's something that they couldn't say no to? And I'd pick a topic and I'd do a video and I'd have time realistically to call 40 a day personally. And I'd text 60 a day, a video on my offer. And I would skip social media. I would skip the low producers. I would skip like, cause anyone I'm contacting, they're active. They're closing six to 12 buyer deals a year because I'm dealing with the top 200. And if, if all's I did in a month is I met with 60 of them or 30 of them. And I was really good with my offer. And I had like, I don't know who this stupid kid is, but I'm going to give him a try.
1: That's all about right? beginning And of I your had some
0: sales skills. That's what you that? did the beginning of your career. I know. That's what I'm saying. I would go back we to the We challenged
1: world. one of our loan officers in our ranch to do this. She's doing it and she's crushing it, crushing it. Double digits every month.
2: No joke
1: direct. crushing. But she's doing to what you just said. There's had. no
2: one out there buying houses. They don't refer business anymore. People, you can't go consumer direct. Realtors don't influence clients anymore. That's all the people say. It's so mm. not true.
0: Yeah, that that is so. It's like, don't for yourself so, to fail. It just can't stay. Yeah. So if you if you think about that, you're like not God. Not. Let me get this straight. You wouldn't do any social media. You would you would craft an offer that really spoke to those top buyers agents, and you. I might have two or three offers, right? I might have two or three cuz I got to offer something of value if people don't know you there's got to be some offer of value. And then I would have to be really good when I met them in order to get them to give me a try. Yep. And and if I if I if I met with 10 a week and I got one person to send me business, at the end of a month I'd have four and I'd have the chance because they're highly qualified realtors, then I would have a crack at doing four, five, six loans a month, just from four. You know, you know the part that, pe- and I would be you know all the that people are getting stuck on right now, the unique what? value proposition. They're saying yes.
2: Well, Todd, what would you say? What's, what's your program? And what they're missing is that if Todd met with sixty of the top two hundred, even if Todd sucked, five of them would like him. Yeah, and that those five would refer him. They want to have this crazy unique value proposition that's perfectly worded before they'll do the calls. That's what you don't get hung up.
1: It's like cleaning the kitchen before you even decide to yep. cook, right? Like, just start cooking.
2: You yep. agree with that? Like, well, I, seriously, John, I,
0: I meant that as a question. You agree with that? Hundred percent. So, so give an example. Um, if we talk about Southwest Airlines' unique selling proposition, mm-hmm. this is theirs: on time. Low fares, have fun. That's their unique... Now, they say it a number of different ways, and mm-hmm. how they do it is different. But that's their unique selling proposition. So any three of those things for an airline, they're not very sexy. On time, isn't that yeah. your job? Yeah, but we're, we've we got the highest on-time arrival rate of any airline in the United States. Okay, I want to get there on time because I'm I'm on an airplane to go somewhere. Low fares. They don't say the cheapest fares. They just say, hey, want to get away for a while? We've got some pretty cheap fares, uh-huh. right? And then have fun. Like the the, no. the lady over the loudspeaker that, that cracks stuff. a joke, that's on a checklist, guys. That's not them. Mm. <laughs> like they give them a list of jokes to tell. That's a process, right? So how they do it is one thing, but it doesn't have to be some blow away. Oh my God, that's amazing. You can get me, you know, back to your comment jimmy you can get me two closings a month from social media right um it can be as simple as hey i'm a loan officer i work with three realtors i want to add one i specialize in getting them one client a month from their database and making them another 15 grand a month i want to meet with 15 minutes show you how i do it i want to give me a chance to help you make some money i'll get some meetings with that script i already had a person if i did it on a video five and Marketing students
2: from Sac State, and have them each work two hours a week and call leads for realtors from their database. Beep. Easy, it was a script, it would work
0: all day. So that's what I would do if my choke point was more leads. I would. That's exactly what I would do, and I'd get to closing three, four, or five loans a month and enough to survive pretty quickly. Now the problem with that is, and this is my opinion. I think that, like, Jimmy, you have a new guy you hired, has a couple closings this first month. I have another guy we put through Loan Officer University. He closed three loans this second month. And I'm like, if they can do it, so what are they doing that other people aren't? And I think that it has to do with entitlement. I was just going to
1: say, it's sales period. I I have two loan officers in my office that are seasoned vets. They know the business very well. They are both superstars in their own right. Um, and they could put a loan together like nobody's business and they have incredible retention skills, meaning that they've retained the business. Candidly, they took over my business. So they're, they're, they're doing a beautiful job there. They're frustrated that one of the other, two of the other loan officers in our group are much more inexperienced, but whooping them. They're whooping them. And I said, listen to me, better known beats better. And you, are in your desk waiting to take care of a deal and they're going out and finding the deal. And there is a huge difference. So you've got to sell more, you will do more, but you've got to sell more. And I think that when people get hung up on like, why isn't it working? I just lost the one deal that I finally got a phone call and a referral about. If they really are honest, they just sit down and look at it. If they were being honest themselves, they do not sell over eighty percent of their day and if you don't sell over eighty percent of your day in a market like this, you're not going to generate more leads period in the store yeah. I know your job
0: I think what you guys, what you you guys are saying is there's a every every season in life creates a it demands different it's a job this this is a market where you have 50 percent of loan officers getting out there's that's already happened most of that's already happened. Right, a lot of people don't realize. So there was 190 something thousand private mortgage bank licensed LOs. Right now, it's right around 100 thousand or 95 thousand. It's already happened, so there is more market share. That's the truth. Now the market has shrunk, but it not the the market shrank, It's maybe 20 percent below a normal market. Now I know people will disagree with that so That's what the stats show. Okay, so that. This talking ourselves into the fact that it's a horrific market. But with that said, there is more competition per loan. So you just got to make more context. Like I was talking to one of our loan officers last week, and he's like, Todd, I don't get it. I was making 500 grand a year, like pretty consistently, and now it's 200 or 180. I said, okay, let's look at your lead volume during those times. So we went back and looked at this lead tracker he was averaging 70, 72 leads a month when he was making 500 grand a year. Today, he's averaging, like, was like 22 or 24 a month. I said, bud, do the math. It's almost exact. Like, you've gone from 500 to 200 because your leads went from 72 to 22. That's just you know, math. You know, so we got to find a way that? to increase they leads.
2: Think, huh? They all think that the conversion rate has dropped dramatically. It hasn't. It just hurts more when you lose one.
1: Yes, but it is the amount of leads, and at the end of the day, you, it, it, all three of us, came from a philosophy and a mentality that more leads solve all problems, and that ultimately, more leads is is the gateway to having the business that you want. Everything starts with a lead. It it starts and ends with whether or not you generated the lead, and I think too many people go home every single day after a full eight hours not generating a single thing that actually creates the outcome that they want. And that is a lead. And you need more than one if you're going to build a business, but at a brand, like at a bare minimum, you need one a day, period, in the story in order to close up shop.
0: Yep. I'll say it a different way, Robin. Until a business finds out how to get more leads than it can handle, you will always struggle. always. Always. Now, I'm not saying solving that equation is easy. What I'm saying is it's worth your while. Yeah. And, and in this market, like if you just did the 100 contacts a day before noon, that's 40 calls. That's 60 cent videos. Well, how You will get appointments if you have a decent offer. Yeah. Even if you don't have a decent offer, you'll probably meet a couple people a day. I was
1: going to say, you still will, even without the best. Yeah. As, as we wrap, Todd, I'm going to shameless plug this for a minute. You guys, if you're a loan officer listening to this, Jimmy Reed runs our next level coaching program. Um, I'm talking to recruits all across the nation. And what I hear from every single one of them is my company closes loans, but I don't know where to go to fix my problem, which is simply I'm not closing enough units, period. And what I would tell you is that Summit funding at its core is a development company and it's a development company that mortgages its vessel. And we literally create a pathway for you to do more loans. We know exactly how to coach it. We know exactly how to praise it. We know exactly how to hold you accountable to it so that you do get the results, regardless of market conditions that you want. So I just, I know you wouldn't do it, Todd, but I'm doing it for you. Like it is, that is at the heart of what we do and how we do it. And I don't think that, um, I don't think a lot of companies are focused on, the individual loan officer closing more and increasing their paycheck right now. Hundred percent,
0: and I don't know. I think this is coming out. It might even. I'm going to do a four part series just on lead generation for loan officers and really going deep, very very specific. So it's four, an hour a week for four weeks, and it starts at the end of October. So if you're on this, if you're listening to this, you'll probably get an invite for that. Um, and I can't accept everybody, but for those that can get in on that, I'll see how it goes. But I think there is, when you talk about offers, for example, you talk about scripts, you talk about where to find information, people get lost in all the details. And I think I can shortcut that process for a lot of loan officers. Um, and I it, it's exciting. I think it's fun to work on this stuff. I think it's fun to struggle. I know that's not popular, but to me, it's a cha- I'm challenge motivated. So when someone tells me, hey, you can't close as many loans as you used to, let me show you. I'm going to figure that stuff out, Perfect. right? Like, I will have to change. I'll have to grow. I'll have to do new things. I'll have to feel uncomfortable. But as long as I'm willing to do that, I look at it as a fun challenge. Because if you can generate it, the leads that you need in this market, imagine how good you're going to do in, an, in a more normalized market when people finish getting out of the business interest rates aren't 8%, people start buying more homes, you're going to do really well, like another 30, 40% better. And so that's how I think of it. Like, hey, if I could just compartmentalize this and I can learn this stuff and really change and grow over the next few months, imagine what that's going to pay dividends long-term because the best investment is yourself, your skills. And I don't think a lot of... I don't think that dawns on people a lot. I really don't. So... Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Uh, Jimmy, Robin, thank you very much. Hopefully it gave you some ideas. Have a beautiful Batman. day. Bye, guys. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at
1: www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.